Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's good, y'all? I'm your host, Sean Chris. Today, uh, we're going to be talking about some shit. I got my homeboy on the other line, man. Can you introduce yourself real quick? Let's see if you're live. Yeah, bro. Uh, my name is Sebastian, uh, a.k.a. I go by Seabass sometimes. Uh, just a big fan of the channel, uh, your podcast, and happy to help contribute to the conversation. Yes, sir, man. You've been one of the first people. I think you were one of the, like, the, <laughs> like the first people that was uh, pushing. Dude, it's crazy. I just stumbled on your uh, YouTube channel right after you made it. And I've kind of been, it just happened to align very closely. That's all I was going to say. Yeah, our, our, our ideology is pretty close. It, yeah, exactly. So today should be an interesting and a very beneficial conversation. Most definitely, especially with what's going on now in Wisconsin. That's going to further the, um, the divide of the Marxism and communism that they're trying to push on us. Yep, yep. It was, uh, I think we intentionally wanted to go into this as more of a historical deep dive and now uh, kind of have to tie it into what's yeah. going on. And, and you could see it because, like like I said, like uh, with all the people like uh, denouncing, like it's not just about the defund the police. Like, I don't know if you saw any of the uh, Democratic convention, but the, I don't know if you saw that lady that was like, abolish the police, abolish the prisons. I'm like, what the fuck? You let pedophiles out? Like, you know yeah, yeah. It's like, there's, there's a reason they are there. Um, unfortunately, for-profit industries such as like, you know, military industrial complex and the prison industrial complex has led to uh, systemic corruption of the whole system. Oh, most definitely. And I think the thing that people forget too is that... Um, a main problem with America is that we're we have a lot of classism that is uh, is very ignored. Nobody wants to talk about the class. That's what they're always talking about, either like hate against religion, religious groups or minority groups, because they don't want to remind people the fact that we are separated by class. Precisely. It's uh, I feel like the racism uh, narrative that gets pushed so hard by the mainstream media is to divert the attention away from a class I don't know, more realistic economic struggle, I guess I'd say. Yeah, I, I agree with you because um, 
in that aspect, like, like, look how everything's turning out right now. They, it, it, if we all go, hey, damn, we're we're all in the same level, like money wise. You know what I mean? Like, but we're fighting over like the guy that makes a thousand dollars more than us or ten grand more than us, even though he built his own business, or even people that are millionaires. Sometimes, I always yeah. tell people, I'm like, just because they're a millionaire doesn't mean they're a piece of shit, because like they still earned mm -hmm. it, like. It, a millionaire is completely different than a billionaire. You know what I mean? And a hundred millionaire. And like, there's different levels to it. Like to me, a millionaire means someone that started a small business and actually like uh, became successful. Usually. Yep. yep. I agree. And like, we were talking about the body counts. Cause a lot of people keep saying about yeah. like, they act like Marxism and communism is like, they're like, Oh, you know, they act like the, uh, the body counts of people dying from hunger and starvation is the only thing that happens. But like with Mao, you know, Mao, like everybody yeah, always. I was, just, I was just doing a little extra research on that. Awesome, um, Mao. Break it down. It's, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's like there was almost three uh, massive purges of their own population through their communist revolution. You know, yep. they had their initial, you know, uh, uprising against the emperors and the, the dynasty type uh governments they had in china then it came into nationalism but it didn't go anywhere it kind of became a military dictatorship then world war ii happens and then they're fighting the japanese as well um come the end of world war ii goes straight back into a civil war between the nationalists and the, yep. the communists uh, under mao and uh the communists won and yep. there was so much bloodshed it's 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 really unfathomable um, I mean, Stalin even <laughs> had a very ironic quote uh, regarding these uh, massacres as uh, one death is a tragedy, but one million deaths is a statistic. Yeah. That's that's how they looked at it as though, like, well, even with Mao, like when he tried to uh, remember Mao tried to come up with that. Um, he tried to make like a, his own industrial revolution type of thing. And it failed. It failed miserably. Yeah. And that's yeah. why he had a push for, and then that's when he did that little swim in the uh, their lake or river, and he got that whole cultural revolution starting. And that's what I think is happening right now. I think we're having a cultural revolution. That's what the cancel culture is, is to like uh, put the boot down on, like it's let the citizens fight the other citizens. And and it's sad because a lot of these people are brainwashed. Like people in their twenties, not all, but a lot that I I won't say just in their twenties, but like in their mid twenties right now, like the the tail end of the millennials. They, they seem to be very brainwashed, I, like the masses of them, not everyone, obviously, but the masses of them seem to be brainwashed and not understanding what's really wrong. Like, they're just like, oh, Trump, that's it. And I'm like, dude, there's a lot more problems in the government than just Donald Trump. If you, I'll, 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 it goes much deeper than, yes. than the, the office of president. And I think that's what people like. I think everybody just wants to get that quick fix. Like, let's blame the president and then let's move on. But I think there's I this, agree. I think that there's just been this soft coup for years that we didn't know because, you know, we were younger, we were growing up, living life. And I think there's been a soft coup for like 20, 30 years of trying to push for communism and even probably more since the late 60s and 70s. I think they've been implanting people in our institutions like you're seeing more and more now come to light. Like that one Chinese spy that was in this uh, CIA for over 20 years. That's that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's funny because I was just looking into something like that a couple days ago where um, it's part of Chinese uh, military and intelligence doctrine for them to use the systems that are in place in the countries they are trying to subvert. <coughs> so, like for example, United States, we have a very open 
and uh, you know, free market. Well, pretty free market. It's not a hundred percent, obviously. Yeah, but for sure. but at the same time, it's open to you know some dark characters rolling in and uh, manipulating it for their own devices and purposes. Uh, the Chinese have done very well with buying out people in positions of power and getting people in place. And yeah, they're not ethnic Chinese, but they've bought them out. Oh yes, and, and it's the same they, deal. They hide. They they hide because I believe this uh, this agent that was a a double agent for the CCP for twenty years. He was a white guy. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I believe so, but I'm not. I'm not positive on that. I, I can't remember the the details of that. I. And sometimes we just see headlines. There's so much dang news out there right now. <laughs> like, yeah, but that they, but um, I'm I'm pretty sure he wasn't ethnic Chinese or yeah, either and I, way. And I agree with you because that's what I was telling people before too. Like it's not some 007. Like it's it's some regular dude like me and you. And they go, hey, yeah, you want a yeah. hundred grand? And because <laughs> if you already work at the place they want to infiltrate, or you know what I mean, they're and they're gonna exactly. offer you an amount of money or a, a amount of power. That you're gonna be like, oh, all right, or they're gonna blackmail you. Exactly. Now, what do you think? Uh, uh, what is communism to you? Like, what do you see like in communism that that makes communism and Marxism that makes you stand against it? Um, I, the ideology itself, like, I mean, at one point I was pretty far left as a younger person. Yeah. Like, a lot of us going, are. I kind of learned, yeah, there's a saying from Winston Churchill. He's like, if you're not a liberal by the age of 20, you have no heart. But if you're not conservative by the age of 30, you have no brain. Man, thank you, man. I tried to say that the other day, and I just completely destroyed it. I've actually practiced that one because it's pretty easy to mess that one up. Yeah. I was like, but, uh, the heart. It and applies. Was... It applies in a big way. You change yes. your outlook on life uh, as you age and you experience things and you grow up like um, for me, I think the biggest threat about communism and the whole Marxist ideology is really is the suppression and the uh, destruction of freedom of basically just humanity and free will. You can't <coughs> worship God you want. You have to worship the party or the state. Um, you can't have free speech. You can't speak. Uh, for example, you can't speak out against the Chinese government if you live in China. Yep. You will be punished severely. severely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's it's uh it's just the the threat of I mean every time the communist discussion comes up and there's someone who uh is interested in in that Marxist uh form of ideology, it's uh oh real communism has never been tried. Well, yes. I'm, Sorry, it, it, it has been tried many times. And while I believe humans are inherently good, I believe we're also equally uh, easily corruptible. I, I think that we're just terrible with power. Because either exactly. we're either corrupted or we think we know what's best for everybody. You know what I mean? We're like, oh, well, this will work for you. And then we don't allow it to develop itself. Yep. For me, uh, what I don't... Uh, because on paper, Marxism seems great. Like, yeah, well, a utopia, we'll all live together. You know, nobody, everybody will do what they want. If you want to be an artist or music, it sounds great, right? It sounds like, yeah. of course, I want to help people. Like you said, when I'm younger too, like, you know, you kind of gravitate towards the liberal party and because you're like the liberal side, because you're like, oh, I want to help people. I want to lift people up. 
And you realize later that you can help people more by teaching them something than to give them exactly. something. Exactly. And also when you're older, you probably have more to lose in terms of exactly. like, you might have a family, you might have property, you might have accumulated a little wealth. Yeah, and when you're 18 <laughs> and, and you're full of fucking, <laughs> what do they say, piss and vinegar. Of, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, but my main problem with it is, is to me, it's the death of the individual. And I don't like that. I believe that then, then, then we come a group think in an echo chamber where we just uh, we all repeat the same things and we pretend like the government's not corrupt. And we re- no, I don't like that. I, I think that we should be individuals. Like that's why I hate blanket statements or uh, uh, what's it called identity politics. It really annoys me because I feel like we are all individuals. Like me and you. Uh, are totally different people. You know what I mean? Uh, the, anybody that's on this chat is totally different from, even if we have similar ideologies or, or, or uh, common interests, we're still completely different people, all of us. And then we constantly blanket people into these groups, whether it be race, culture, religion, or uh, even they'll be like, oh, he's a gamer or he's a skater. You know what I mean? We have to <laughs> yeah, have yeah, like, yeah. we have to have these groups. And I'm like, but every gamer is not the same, right? Yeah, they might, guess what? They don't even all like the same games. <laughs> There's a, such a, the, it's funny because there is a massive like subculture within the gaming community. It's like, oh, there's people who are console, people who play on yes. you know, computer or PC, like, and it, there's, it's, it's, there's way more to it. And everyone wants to throw out those labels, but at the end of the day, you can't put labels on people because they are individuals. Every person's fingerprint is different. And that's my point. And that's why I'm against Marxism. Uh, I, I think that like there could be, and then when, when they say that, uh, no true Marxism or true communist, never been, then I go, well, either has capitalism. This isn't true capitalism. This is crony no, capitalism. No. So like, it don't, is. and they go, Oh, that's the same thing. No, it's not the same thing. A free market. That's what people like. That's why I love Peter Schiff. He's like, Oh man, I, I wish I could just, sometimes I just wish I could steal him. His like, uh, words for a little bit like because sometimes he goes off and says things that and he explains it to me so well like when he talks about ca- the free market the free market sets the uh the wages and when people say that go oh you don't want them to set the wages because you know uh they're gonna set it low so they can make more money but that's not true if it was an actual free market they can set it to where where they have to be because now the, in a free market you're trying to make something that's profitable and you want to make something that people want so you got to make it and be able to make it fast and mass produce it but then you need then you're in the market for workers because then you have competition now if you don't pay this guy a good amount guess what the competition's going to steal him so the free market forces you to pay a a, a fair wage but when you restrict people to a, a a wage that they have to they go, oh, this is the minimum wage. Then it kind of keeps people at that bar as well. I think that causes far more greed and not even just greed, but people are like, because they're only making 45 cents on each dollar and then they're getting uh, handcuffed to be like, well, we have to pay each of these employees a certain amount. So if we need if we need 100 employees, I need to be able to pay them. You know what I mean? You have to figure out how you're going to pay them and how you're going to instead of letting the market set it. Now you're letting the government set it and they're putting the regulations and they're, they're making it more difficult for the business. So the business goes, you know what? I tried it here. It's not working. I'm out. And they leave and they go to another country because yep. it's, it, they, they close the market. They're trying to put too much regulations on it and they're trying to manipulate it to where they're like, oh, 
constantly people like, okay, you have to have, you know, you have to have certain tests. Like you're in California. Anybody in California that has a business knows that there's so many useless, stupid shit. So many checks and people coming out like, oh, you just built this new, uh, shit on the back of your, you know what I mean? Like even in your house. Loaded bureaucracy. Yes. There you go. Perfect. That is 100% what it is. And, And people don't see that. They will like to push everything off. All right. Now it's Trump. We always find some scapegoat, but right now it's Trump. And I'm like, look, I'm not a Trump supporter. Uh, I don't really care either way. Like, I'm more of an independent. Like, I don't, I, I'm always against the crowd. If everybody's following something, I'm like, I'm not going to that. But what yeah, I, I'm very, I'm very tight with you on that. It's like, uh, anything that's trendy is not my thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then I'm like, oh, you guys all like this? So I was like, yeah, I'm good, man. But like, yeah. I, I can see uh, what uh, gravitates people towards him, right? Like I go, okay, I could see that. Like he's a polar, uh, he's he's a, a guy that doesn't give a shit, that says what he wants, and he's totally different than any other politician. So what does that tell you? But what I'm saying is, he's been here four years, and you're saying he fucked up the country. So you're telling me he fucked up the country more than the people that've been there for fifty years? Yeah. <laughs> Biden. Biden, Biden <laughs> Pelosi, uh, a McConnell, Schumer. You know what I mean? Like the list can go on. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. all have like 20, 30 plus years. A Feinstein. You know what I mean? Look at Feinstein had a, a, a agent too, a Chinese agent as her driver for like 20 years. I think too. Pelosi, Pelosi just came out as uh, having one as well in her mm. staff. It's, uh, it's funny how it's uh, these West Coast liberals yeah. that are close to China. It's uh, kind of targeted, I feel. But. No, yeah, too, because um, China does have a stronghold in the West Coast, especially in uh, Northern, not all of Northern Cali, but you know, like. Especially, like, in the late 80s and 90s, there was a lot of, like... Uh, the Bay Area in particular. Yeah, um, the Bay Area, yeah, for sure. Silicon now. Yep. Obviously, you can see it in their actions. And I know they have ties with Google. Uh, China has ties with Facebook, all of them. They're all making deals with China. That's why they won't come out against China. That's my whole thing is I was like, why won't you guys talk shit on China? Like, okay, we, we have our problems in America... But you, how are you going to, they're talking about America right now, the mainstream media and a lot of the politicians, like we're the worst country in the world. Like we're like the piece of shit. And I'm like, come on, man, we have problems. We need to fix stuff, but there's no other place you could do the things you do. There's no, pl- that we couldn't do this in China. It's, it's, it's yeah, exactly. And you know, what's crazy is, uh, I'm, I'm going to keep it as like vague as possible just to protect this dude's identity. But um, yeah, yeah, please I met do. <laughs> a Chinese expat this weekend, uh, through work and, uh, Really cool guy. Um, he has been in the States for ages. He's got a, like a, a, a degree in engineering. Um, and he was just all about talking trash on the CCP. And it's crazy. The, the, the biggest thing I took away from that conversation was uh, he, told, he told me and uh, my work associate uh, that his father had sent him through a... Uh, you know, encrypted messaging service, a thousand dollars, and said, "Use this money to speak out against the CCP." Wow! Risking his own life, like, to tell his son who's made it out of China uh, and out of the underneath the grip of uh, the Iron Fist of yeah. the CCP. And he's like, "Use that money and and raise your voice and fight for us because you have a chance to." And it's. Cr- it's just mind-blowing because the media doesn't even pay a single heed to any of this stuff that's going on in China. Like, they'll barely cover it in, like, the end of the news hour. 
barely, the only one I've yeah. seen actually touch on the Uyghur situation, the concentration camps, was John Oliver uh, and Tucker Carlson. Besides that, I, think, I haven't seen anybody really a little here in BBC. I think Oliver covered it because I saw I was seeing it on the BBC and like. Oh yeah, other that's probably dish. why. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because he's uh, he's seeing that too, so he wants to speak up on it, and it has the most impact here in the states when we actually have a chance to talk about that. Yeah, and that's a, that's the thing that too is they're hiding the fact that they have concentration. I'm like, there's a there is a Holocaust going on right now, right yeah, now. There is, there is. Imagine if we in the 1930s and 40s had been importing 80 percent of our goods that we import from Nazi Germany. Yes, it would it would have changed the whole complexion of the world and the way that war went. But oh yeah, at the moment, like they are committing a Holocaust. They have like committed several really um, against their own people, not even based on ethnicity, but it's very focused on ethnicity now. Uh, I mean, we can, let's have a little rant about East Turkestan, if you will. I oh think yeah. It's, uh, airtime. But uh, I mean, you have, estimated 3 million Uyghur Muslims that are residing in East Turkestan, which is called Xinjiang province in China. And they are suffering immensely. They are being interned in these quote unquote re-education centers, which are innocent. Like in essence, they are concentration camps. They are being uh, forced to consume pork and alcohol, yep. which is against Muslim practices. They're trying to break them from their culture and their heritage. Uh, and then when they have the men in these concentration camps, they move in, uh, you know, members of the military or the <clears throat> the localized military they have there. It's a, uh, <clears throat> but uh, they have a separate part of their military that's based there, and they move them into the household, and they have these guys. I mean, they're abusing the families that they're staying with, and we yep. just destroying their whole fabric of reality and society it's disgusting they're and they're, they're literally brainwashing them and then when they do get out of the camp when they're like okay yep. you made it now they go put them uh as slave labor yeah. <laughs> and people go well they're while getting they're paid they're- i'm like they're getting paid like a dollar a day that's still slave labor man <laughs> yeah that is still slave labor and it's it's really sad because Americans are we are we're we're still a consumer based yes. economy. I mean, look at the profitability of Amazon throughout this whole uh, coronavirus. Yeah, scam. Bezos made thirteen billion in one day. That that tells you how much consumers we are. <laughs> exactly, it's people are buying. People have money to spend, um, but nobody gives two shits about ethically sourcing where they get their goods from, and that really gets to me a little bit. Yeah, because we have to. That's what I'm trying to start doing. And and don't get me wrong, I've been bad at that too. Like I started to think like like I I'm like, well, how do I get away from the most for me is the lithium batteries because like that's a lot um, done by slave labor. User? Yep. <laughs> and I was like, uh, shit. It's okay. <laughs> hard. Like people don't know about it. And it's uh. But now that we do, it's it's now that we do, we have to. To me, we got to hold. Uh, our people accountable right now for my one of our house representatives out here in Michigan is Rashid Tlaib, right? I don't like her anyways, but I've been harassing her <coughs> and I'm probably going to go to her uh, her uh, place of employment and I'm going to keep yelling at her because I go, why are you silent on this Uyghur issue? Like you are Muslim. You should be speaking yes. out. You should be like, they are killing my people. I was like, I tell her, they're my people too because I, I don't care what religion, whatever, you're, everybody's my people. You We're know what I mean? We're all human, bro. Yeah. 
But like, I'm like, you're, you're always, she's always going like this. And she says she's for the Muslim people and this and that. And then right now there's a Holocaust on the Muslim people and you're just saying nothing and you're closing your eyes and you're pretending it's not happening. Precisely. And, and people uh, like that need to get out. Crazy story. I heard about this, um, the Holocaust of the Muslim Uyghurs is, um, they're using organ harvesting practices yes. against them for halal organ transfer and the halal organ market. So like rich Arabs go into China where they get to stay in these hospitals, which have the only sanctioned actual mosques within Chinese territory, because <laughs> it's, it's just for the marketing purposes of uh, getting these rich donors to come in and get these uh, cheap transplants, cheap organs. Yeah. It's a uh, disgusting, bro. Disgusting. So just think about it. Not only, are they committing genocide and a new Holocaust? They're promoting slavery and they're promoting human trafficking and organ harvesting. Like these are Actually, crimes on humanity. This is not just yeah. some regular, okay, that's their country. They do a little bit different. They have different. No, this is crimes against humanity. And not even to yeah. mention about COVID and how they want to say that it didn't come from. I don't know where it came from. I mean, I know where it came from, but I don't know. Like, I believe the gain of function thing was something that's for real. I'm sure if we keep talking about it, we'll get censored. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think the the biggest takeaway from that, and easily provable, is um, the. I mean, they they banned domestic travel within China, but allowed flights out of Wuhan province into exactly. the United States. That and seems I mean, intentional. It's, uh, it's like a. Uh, that is like easy to. I mean, it's only like a 12, 13 hour flight, I think, from Wuhan to San Francisco. Oh, it's yeah. pretty short. So they were they were dropping in there a lot of people for I think it was like two or three months before Trump actually banned the the Trump. Well, yeah, I remember I mean, because it wasn't until mid February where WHO was like, Oh, it is transmitted from person to person. Yep, yep. And they were covering that up too. And <laughs> it's it's really scary how much the W WHO and the UN have been bought out by the CCP. The real it's, scary part is that the it's right in front of people's face and people are still like, yeah, I'm going to listen to the WHO. And I'm like, come on, man, you just saw what they did. <laughs> and they just, they're buying into it because they're so scared. People are like, no, nah, no, nah, they're probably telling the truth. I'm like, and plus how many times they have uh, dropped the ball. Look at Ebola. What was it, in 2015 in Africa? They completely dropped the ball and made, made it spread and they made it worse. Like, you know what I mean? They did not fix the situation. They have a horrible track record through the years. Same thing exactly. with the CDC. The CDC has told us stuff that is, uh, what was that, that DTT or something like that? That shit to kill mosquitoes? That was supposedly CDC oh, safe. I saw your thread on that. That was uh, interesting. I hadn't seen that before. I had heard it on sense. another thing and I was like, oh, man, then I saw that and also, too, they said that it was fine to smoke cigarettes. I mean, I smoke cigarettes still, yeah. but, like, it's not good for you. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. Inhaling smoke in any regard is not good. Yes. I say that, and I, like, worked outside all day today. And, I mean, you can barely see beyond oh, a few miles. Oh, God, yeah. Right? How is it out there? Is it? That's what my – you're in You're in northern? Yeah, northwest. Okay. And uh, we don't have any fires real close to us, but at the moment, thank God knock on wood yeah um but we've we've made it through this next thunderstorm the red flag warning was at started at or it was supposed to end at five so we're happy Woo. um thank god <laughs> we're safe yeah the the thunderstorm that we had before though i was working during that as well 
And that was like every five, 10 minutes, lightning strike, thunder. It was, it was unreal. Kind of scary um, thinking about the way there are potential people manipulating weather. Yeah, like, like with that. harp and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. even when you go like with Operation Popeye, that was a manipulation of weather in the Vietnam War where they kind of uh, manipulated the clouds to make it more cloudy and uh, more precipitation. Yep, yep. And that was in the 70s, 60s, 70s. So obviously the technology has way increased to where they can do much, much more. And, and, uh, and, the ma- <laughs> and a lot of the masses like to pretend like like the government's not corrupt. They like to pretend like the the intelligence agencies don't have a lot of power. They like to pretend like we don't have incredible technology that we don't even know about. When you tell people, they're like, oh, no way. And I'm like, dude, don't you know their There's technology? definitely suppressed technology. Yeah, for sure. Because sure. look how long the internet was a thing before it was uh, introduced to the public. Yep. They were working on AI in the 50s. You know what I mean? <laughs> like before, like we're like... All these things are are things that have been in motion, and we're just trying to keep uh keep up, and they're always ahead of us. They've always got stuff ahead of us. But now with uh that's why I keep telling everybody that the internet now is a double edged sword because we've adapted to the internet and we learn how to use it and we learn how to twist it on them and use it for our own benefits. Because that really gets us exactly. to another place. Damn. But, like, I do think that a lot of this right now, and I've been reading a lot of articles, obviously, about it, too, but I believe this whole, uh, that doesn't mean I think that COVID's a hoax, nothing like that, but I know for sure we've seen not only is politics being played, but I think they're using this to try to push in communism. They're trying to use this as that last, like, haymaker to try to knock out America and and be able to have... uh, the CCP somehow either intervene or um, have the UN intervene. They want to have it so, like, you know, like when you see a civil war in any third world country, that's when they go, all right, let's bring the UN or let's bring US or let's bring uh, uh, coalition forces in to help them. But, like, that's what I feel like they're going to try to do to us. And if that doesn't work, I think we're going into a proxy war with Iran. That's what I think. It's it's possible. Um Definitely, I think civil wars on the cards before any foreign wars. Yes, uh, I Trump's agree. done really well to like tiptoe around w- while maintaining like a good stance. I feel like a balanced stance. He hasn't gotten us any, into any new wars. He's been trying to get us out of wars. Yep. Like for me, that's enough for me to vote for him. Yeah, and I can totally understand that because <laughs> like, he hasn't I'm started. Kind of a, he hasn't started a new war, like you said, and. I think they said he's the first president in, like, 40 years or something that hasn't, like, started a new war. Or maybe it's more. Exactly. It's crazy. It's unbelievable. Yeah, that's something that you would think. Like you said, we're always at war. And not only that, he's actually trying. Then we, okay, Democrats for how long have been yelling, hey, me too. We're like, bring the troops home. And then he starts bringing the troops home. And they're like, oh, my God, can you believe it? He's trying to bring the troops home. I'm like, what the fuck, man? They're like, the amount can't. of people that flip the script on their anti-war stance is uh, dis- is uh, quite uh, disheartening, really. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's like, you were anti-war, but just because Trump is actually de-escalating our wars, our foreign wars, it's like, oh, all of a sudden, you're pro-war? You're pro-war? <laughs> Man, they're pushing uh, Bush. They're pushing W. I'm like... Oh, they did, especially <laughs> around the his dad's funeral. Yep. Um. 
the mainstream media did and that was a uh, that was hard dude I, I had to like call out a few people i know personally and it's like yo do you do you not remember where we're at yep. back in uh the early 2000s mm-hmm. like just we're 19 all years ago <laughs> yeah just jesus the it, just thinking about the idea is like there's kids fighting in afghanistan that were born after the war started yep that that hurts the heart that but, is dang i never even put that uh actually now that you said that I've never actually put that thought together. And now I'm like, oh, yeah, most definitely. Dude, we got to bring him home. We got to end that war. And it, the crazy thing about it is I feel like the biggest reason why we're still there is because our ties to, you know, big pharma and the fact that 80% of the world's opium is produced in Afghanistan. Yep. And that's just such a big corner of the market for pharmaceutical industry and everything. And just think of how, uh, the, as we went into Afghanistan, how the rise of the opioid uh, uh, epidemic really hit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, people were doing heroin before that and people were taking pills. But after 9-11, if you think five years after 9-11, so many people were doing oxys and there was so much uh, pills on the streets, opioids, you know what I mean? All over the streets. It was so It was so connected. It's absolutely connected the opioid crisis to the well the escalation of the the war in afghanistan and they had you know nato forces guarding poppy fields yes like they positioned their military infrastructure in that country to protect the poppy fields and then like you said and it's and it was the same thing so they went it was big pharma and it was the uh uh the fossil fuel industry so they go, okay, we're going to go get big farm. We're going to go occupy Afghanistan. And then we're going to go occupy Iraq and secure a little bit more oil for ourselves and create pipelines. So, you know what I mean? So we could connect this to that. And the reason that the crazy thing that we do this shit for is because we're like, we got to do it before China does it. We got to do it before Russia does it. That's how they think. Like that game risk. I don't know if anybody ever played that board game risk, but like that game yeah, is really love it. what... <laughs> It, it, it's what's happening <laughs> it's been what's been happening like empires have never gone away there's they just evolved and came these new like forms of it but now we have the battles of the empires because it's not only are the globalists trying to take over but you got the powerhouse china who's on their 100 year plan who has risen to power because of us our consumerism we built a, a giant and we have to defeat we it did. we have to because we? we we we're contributing to it I think the best way, though, is um, we can't we can't invade China. No, that's, no, no. That's, that's a suicide plan. I think as long as we contain them, and then kind of divert where we're getting our imports from, and yes. like strengthen strengthen their neighbors, and just there's there's a peaceful you know non. I think we should also way of doing this, and Trump's is yes. pretty much executing that very well. I would agree. Um, and dude, he's on foreign policy. He's killing it domestically. It's more of a debate, but um, dude, it's it's crazy because the the Trump derangement syndrome has been dialed up to eleven the yeah. past few months, and it's like Trump's a fascist. Trump is Hitler. It's like Hitler would wipe the floor with. Trump, yeah, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> in comparison to like actual policy and like. 
actual being well, actually well being with one like, breath like you said they call him hitler and then the next breath they call yeah. him a little bitch like so what is it is he a little bitch a little bitch or is he hitler you can't have both you you know what i mean like you have to have and he doesn't even have that the only thing that you could say comparison is that if you believe like the one thing that is scary to me is like some trumpers and same thing with far left liberals if far left and far right in general have become cults they're cultists they're like, we, I agree. we believe this no matter what. And I'm like, well, when you do that, I don't care who vote. You can vote for whoever you want. But when you're incoherent and you're talking about either side, I'm like, okay, we can't talk. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, it's it's always got to be a, a good debate, a, open to discussion. And, uh, and willing to listen. Cool. Yeah, willing to listen and hear out the other side. But uh, it's, uh, like you said, the further left or right you go, the less that's going to happen. But I will say there has, I will say Trumpers have been a little bit more open-minded lately. The one thing I think that um, that is going to be unexpected is that I think a lot more people like Trump than people really realize. Like, I know we hear these liberals. I don't think they're as big of a crowd as we think. It's like one of those optical illusions, you know? They have them spread over the country, and then look, that's why they keep focusing Twitter on... Twitter isn't reality. Yes, Thank you. <laughs> yes, yes, that's the perfect. Twitter is not reality. And, yeah. and that's what I think that we get sucked. Even me sometimes, I'm like, these motherfuckers. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, that's just stupid people on Twitter. Shut up. It's all right. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I feel like basing it off of the people that are actually around you in your community, um, kind of like their perspective and maybe their voice, like listen to them. Much more than you're listening to Most people definitely. on Twitter that you don't know with a blue check mark or whatever. Like, <laughs> oh man, I try to go after all of those guys. I'd be like, man, yeah, fuck you I and bet. your stupid blue check mark, man. Like, I was talking shit to this stupid lady, uh, Bradley. I don't know what the fuck her name is. I I'll have to remember. She wrote an article for the MSNBC. I was so pissed. I posted it. I think on Sunday, but like, she was just talking about like, oh, you know, these far right extremists, QAnon, uh, is throwing these save our children, uh, uh. Uh, marches and protests. I'm like, bitch, that. that's so that's so disrespectful. Cause like, like I said, I have no problem with QAnon, but that's not. I'm not a follower. You're, how are you gonna tell me what I am? <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't have to be a QAnon person to be against human trafficking. Yes, and then <laughs> how are you gonna be mad at someone that's against human trafficking, even if they're a little you bit can't. crazy? <laughs> Dude, it's it's coming out though. Is like you're seeing a lot of normalization of uh, yes that de degenerate behavior of uh, pedophilia it's like mm -hmm. with netflix the recent thing with netflix and then it's all over like it's really really disturbing and i think they're throwing it in our face because they're trying to counteract the investigations that trump's got going on against uh certain people yes uh within uh establishment uh political parties and positions of power yeah or former positions of power it's crazy well, that's like why I re-released that song I released is an old song. Well, not yeah, it's, I recorded it in 2013, and now I'm like I re-released and put a little video to it, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna put I put it on YouTube, so let's see if it gets taken down for hate speech because it says to kill a pedo, and I want to see. Yeah. And I did it intentionally because I want them to be like, oh, take it down. You're gonna tell me that means you're telling me 100% that you're pro pedo. Yep. Like, if you take and, that down, then you're 100% because there's all kinds of people that make songs talking about killing regular people. Yeah, precisely. I mean, there's songs about killing the president, and there's songs about killing Trump supporters. There's, there's all this shit. It's like there's so much hate, and it's like, it's crazy because the voices that get censored are usually nonviolent. 
like their, their message is nonviolence. It's just sharing information and the truth. And they're getting censored, uh, de- defamed, uh, deplatformed, a smear campaigns. Everything. Yeah, exactly. And it's just, it gets to a point where it's pretty tiresome. But I think the longer we are speaking out and uh, speaking up, and trying to have a conversation about everything mm-hmm. that's happening, the more apparent it will be to, you know, the mom and pops, the average Joe, yes. the people that aren't paying attention. Mm-hmm. It will come into their actual thought. Because now it's a, and now it's a reality to them too that like this could change them. But also, what I want to do, I've been trying to reach out to Antifa members and BLM members. I want to have discussions Ooh. with them. I'm like, you know what? I'm tired of having this whole, like, the media tells you what we think and you tell us. No, no, let's have a discussion. I'm not against you. We're actually with you. Let's let's talk together, and maybe we can, little by little, piece by piece, start making people realize we're on the same team. I think that's a good idea, honestly. Like, I'd be curious to see if anyone agrees, though. Um, it but, seems like they're kind of hyper-radicalized against actual dialogue and just uh, but maybe they've been talking to the wrong action. people, though. That's yeah, what how yeah, I feel. Exactly. So, like, I feel I like think, if I can get them, I actually would prefer to do it in person so I could meet them and they could see, like, how, like, that I have no ill intentions, that it's just a pure conversation, like, that I want to build off of them. It's not against their movement. I'm not against anything. I want to realize what is going on. Like, you have, they have a lot of valid uh, points, and there's some things I would like them to expand on. Like, I would like to talk to people and be like, look, I know you guys want to defund the police, but in my opinion, this is what you should do. You should go after the war on drugs. You should go after the mandatory minimums. You know what I mean? You should uh, force cops to have to better training as far as uh, not just special tactics and training like that, but, you know, learn, every cop should learn jujitsu. You know, like, when Yang said that, I thought that was incredible. A purple belt in jujitsu for every cop. Because then... I think that's a good idea, honestly. It's like being able to... Mm-hmm handle yourself without using a weapon is the most important thing to de-escalate any situation because you have the confidence yeah yeah exactly and 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 i think that's what a lot of these deaths happen is because of out of fear you know what i mean it's like once they feel another man and they're like this guy picked me up off the ground like you know what i mean like that's scary like so now they're like if he throws me onto the concrete he could take my gun so if they can if they can because in jujitsu, you could be smaller than a bigger guy and you could take him down. And they show you positions yeah. how you could take him down. Yeah. It's all about uh, leverage, body weight, um, center of mass, everything. Um, I think as well as that is like the way I've seen it personally here in California is like the police are being implemented to deal with, you know, homeless people and yeah. mentally ill people on the street. It's like they need more training in that field as well. or not even or have somebody specifically to do that yeah exactly and it doesn't happen it's it's uh pretty tragic because we're we're leaning on these guys to do jobs outside of their expertise Mm -hmm. and their training and it's gonna it just leads to bad interactions and you know it's crazy it's like everyone's like defund the police we probably should fund them more specifically and better no i think we should break up the monopolies of police departments. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what I think it yeah. is, is we have these big corporations now. LAPD is not no mom and pop. You know what I mean? That's a corporation. That's an Amazon. So it's run differently than that little, you know, the little sheriff's office uh, in up north. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. They run totally different. And I think if they, they break they, it up into little groups to where they have like sections, like say uh, you have uh, 50 cops that have uh, a 15 block, a 30 block radius, whatever it may be, like you would have to figure out what would be like and have them also not as much enforcing, you know, like rolling a stop sign or speeding unless unless the neighbors call like if if you get like a a certain petition together or whatever, enough people call in, then you can have a cop chill on your street. And then that guy could pull people over to try to prevent that from happening. You know what I mean? To make his presence yeah. felt instead of just driving around looking for, because then they go and they go, Hey, so what'd you do today? Uh, no crimes. What do you mean? No crimes. Better go find some crimes. You know what I mean? So they're being forced to try to find something that may not be happening because they're like, well, I don't want it. It's the same thing. Like at a regular job, if you're at a warehouse and you're like, man, there ain't shit to do. They better, like, better find something to do. And they treat it like, and you can't treat police force like that. I think it needs to be treated a little bit more like the fire department. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're, they're like ready to go. They're training. They're there at the moment's notice, but they're not driving around looking for fires because it, it, yeah, exactly. Cause it doesn't work like that. And if you're driving around looking for something, you're going to find it. Yep. 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 Um, I think like ending the way that they kind of, uh, are looking for their quotas in terms of like tickets and getting uh, fees off of people with like traffic violations and stuff like that. <coughs> that shouldn't be part of policing. It, That's it, what I mean. It should be a, like, yeah, yeah, I agree with That's you. Just going into a little specifics there, but um, it's wild. The whole like, I mean, you did you see the Seattle uh, police chief uh, resign yes. because called for cuts to the, her department? Uh, that's that's pretty tragic, especially considering everything that happened mm-hmm. with the whole Chaz incident and that series of unfortunate events. And the unfortunate people that passed away, unfortunately, for... Uh, A lot of lives were lost in yep. that social experiment. It's very sad. And then the sad thing that people don't realize is uh, there some of the activist groups uh, are pissed that they pushed the chief out because they go, dude, we had a fucking open... We had someone that would let us communicate to him. Then maybe she couldn't fix everything for us, but we had somebody that we could at least address our problems to and that we had a, a way to start solving them. Now you took that away. Now they're going to put a new chief and he, they may not get along with that person. They may not get, you know what I mean? They may railroad them. Now you have to start all over. You built a relationship with them and now you've ruined that. The new chief could be a total puppet to yep. like the whole city council and the way they've been just demoralizing the police uh, systematically it's um it's worrying i'm glad i don't live in seattle yeah. i don't wish that upon anyone <laughs> but um it looks like it's happening in a couple other cities as well which is yeah. worrying my but, brother my brother had a pretty good idea though he said okay yeah, look let, w- a way we could get out of debt a little bit and we could solve some of this civil unrest he's like let's sell look, we'll tell everybody that doesn't want to be you know, wants to be part of America and agrees with capitalism, they can move to like Idaho, Iowa, Montana, we'll set them up and then we'll sell Washington and Oregon to uh, Canada. <laughs> and then we'll, we'll use that on our, our on our uh, national debt. <laughs> well, uh, that's not the worst. That's not the worst call ever. I mean, I know a lot of people in that area. I know they probably prefer to be a part of Canada. But I know the people in the cities. I don't really know the people in the country. It seems like the country is a, a very different environment. Oh, yeah. And it kind of is reflected in the the whole election cycle thing. I have a crazy feeling, though. Like, what's your prediction on the outcome of this upcoming election? 
Ooh, I don't know, man. I keep going back and forth because at first I was like, I kept saying, man, if they put Biden in that shit, I was like, it's over. 100 to zero. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, there's no way. Dude, who knows what will happen if he gets elected. But That's that was before um, chill. COVID was so crazy. That was before everybody started dropping out. And that was before George Floyd. That was before uh, protests and riots. And then I was like, so then I kept going back and forth. But I think uh, Biden, hurt, Biden hurt himself by picking Kamala. I don't think they realize how much they hurt him because I'm seeing people that are like, fuck Trump, but I'm still going to vote for Trump. <laughs> I swear to God, bro. I swear well, to God. It's like people have a different persona from like their social media where they say one thing, but they'll yep. probably vote another way. I'm sure there's a few, there's quite a few of you out out there that are in that camp, whether you see this or not. And that's all right. And, <laughs> and I get it, man. That's, that's like... Okay. That's like the my brother. Part, I guess. Yeah, like my brother, for instance, like he hates wearing the mask, but he wears it all the time. You know, like he just doesn't like to cause trouble. He's one of those people that's like, man, I just don't want to cause trouble. But then if you come to my house, then we got a problem. He's like, right now, I'm just going to. And he knows that I'm the wild one that does whatever. I, I don't wear a mask anywhere. People, do, I, no one says that. Only one person said something to me, and that was when we were doing our march on Saturday. She's like, hey, she's at a rooftop restaurant. Where's she's, your mask? <laughs> She was like, what are you guys doing down there? And I was like, oh, we're marching because did you know there's 40 million slaves in the world and it's 2020? And she was like, what? She's like, oh, yeah. Well, good for you guys. But you guys should be wearing masks. And I was like, we're outside. We're all right. And I was like, I take my vitamins. <laughs> exactly. It's like people don't understand what immune system means these days. It's uh, it's crazy. I, I've only gotten one time uh, called out for not wearing a mask in, in person. I usually respect it if it's like a busy grocery store and there's like a lot of seniors there or whatever. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but there, I know a few places where I can go, like pump my gas, grab like you know, some water and some drinks or whatever for work and stuff. Yeah, and I mainly go to the I, same place. I can get away with it without wearing a mask. It's yeah, like, it's cool. It's, they're happy to have the business. That's all they care about. But you go there regularly though, right? Before that, right? Was yeah, that yeah? Same with yeah, my little I liquor have store. A relationship. You know, everyone has their personal uh, relationship with their closest liquor store. <laughs> and the employees there. It's a. Uh, it's interesting how that works. Yeah. No, so yeah, my prediction, I guess, for the election is I think Trump is gonna win. Um, but I just think that I think there's going to be nonstop uh, bullshit like for a while. I think we're going to have a rough patch for a good six to nine months. I think he's going to barely win. I think they're going to uh, they're going to call it that he stole the election because of the uh, mail, you know, the mail in vote, yeah, like all yeah, that. They're putting out all that information to lead into this, obviously. <sighs> I hope that's not the case. I kind of hope it's more of a landslide scenario, which is my second option. Yeah. I'm right there with you on that first one where it's a, a close race uh, decided by a few votes here and there in uh, swing swing states. But uh, the second scenario, which I kind of hope it is just for a little bit of norm, like normalcy and like bringing us back from, uh, I don't know, Potential civil war yeah, feels yeah, like yeah. yeah chaos. Like if it's a landslide, at least it will. I don't know. It, it could go two ways with the landslide. It could go like, oh, he totally threw the election, and then it's like, the oh, it's time for a civil war. Yeah, go straight to it. But the problem or is the landslide. It's like, oh, the media got it yeah. wrong again. Again, like, <laughs> <laughs> which is I think the more likely scenario, and I'm hoping for like, 
But the way a civil war, I keep telling people this too, because a, a civil war in America would not be uh, one side versus one side. It will be many, many, many sides because there's so many ideology. And once it goes to chaos, it's going to be like people are going to align with groups and you're going to see like people have their own little militias. It's not going to be like, and they'll, they'll, they'll try to like, you know, recruit each other and stuff like that. But it's going to be more than just, uh, oh, the left versus the right. That's what people don't understand because there's so many different ideologies. And there's a lot of us, like me and you and a lot of other people, whether they're conservative or independent or uh, libertarian, that all have a similar mindset of how we think we should go forward. And we are the majority, not just the, not the far left or the far right. It's the, uh, all of us that are closest to the middle is the, are the real majority. Precisely. And I think and that I when feel we, like that's where the whole silent majority yes. thing comes from is like people who are like kind of on the fence a little bit, leaning neither way more like leaning neither way more than one way or the other. But they're just looking for the voice of reason and yep. looking for a ch uh, actual change. And it did come in Trump because he wasn't part of that establishment. It's like they ran Hillary. Mm -hmm. who was a part of the Obama administration and part of the Clinton administration. It's like establishment for sure. And yeah. then now they're running Biden, another establishment show. Yeah. It's like if they actually wanted to, I feel like they're kind of throwing the election on purpose. That, I, that's what, kind of dude, it, that's what I just told my friend last night. Cause I was like, dude, that's what worries me. I was like, cause it seems like every time Trump even does something where it kind of puts his foot in his mouth or something, they do something even worse to get him off the hook. <laughs> it's like, they don't want to win. <laughs> yeah. That's what worries yeah. me. And maybe it's like, they're trying to throw it. So it looks like such a landslide where they can say that it was a total election oh, fraud yeah. to trigger it. Maybe. To get people. I yeah. Know. Like I know we're speculating at this point. Yeah, We're for looking sure. Into the but I think he's going to get the biggest uh, vote from uh, he's going to get a lot of Democrat old Democratic votes that uh, are going to turn over. I think there's going to be a lot of Democrats that vote for Trump this time around. It's funny because I didn't vote for him in 2016. I voted for a uh, third party candidate. Oh, uh, Gary. Oh, no, Jill. 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 Okay, yeah, I voted yeah, for Jill, party. too. Yes, sir. Uh, I mean, I kind of like, have a love for the environment. I'm, I live in the, the country. Yeah. You know, and, like, I'm, I wasn't conservative until more recently. <laughs> but you can be uh, conservative and still care about the environment. That's why I tell people, I go, I hate the Green exactly. New Deal. And there's a lot of conservatives that are like that, especially if you look in the hunting community. Oh, yeah. Like, they love they, I mean, it, it gets twisted. The media tries to spin it one way or the other, but. That's why I tell people the I end, hate the Green uh, New Deal, but that's because it's not good for the environment. Yeah, it's um, it's more social engineering than anything else. Well, it looks like we're coming up on our time. We got about like five minutes left, man. You got anywhere that you wanna? You got any links or any kind of anything to promote or anything you got a shout out out there, man? I mean, you can follow me. Uh, I have my personal Instagram page, uh, far f a r r dot Sebastian s e b a s E-I-A-N, or I have a little YouTube channel. I haven't put any content out yet, but I, uh, I'm pretty active on there. I'm, I'm looking to put something out. It'd be cool to collab as well, uh, my dude. Oh, um, yeah. That's what we, well, we were talking about, uh, about that before, kind of working on a couple things. I'll post I'll post the actual name and the link when you have uh, when the when this stream finishes. All right, yeah, uh, and then I'll put it in the link tree. Yeah. All right, all right, cool. 
cool, cool, cool. I appreciate that. Uh, it's been good talking to you, my dude. Yes, sir, man. Thanks for coming on today, man. And I like, you know, it's always good having a little chop, a little chop up session of what's going on, man. Uh, thanks for giving perspective, everything, man. You know. So yeah, uh, I'll, I'll hit you up, and man, we gotta do this again. You know, maybe in a couple of weeks and see where the where the elections at. <laughs> Absolutely, I mean, we can talk about anything. Um, I like how uh, we were supposed to talk about like the going to the historical deep dive for communism and all that. We didn't get into that much at all. We could actually do more dedicated one to that. Yeah, for which sure. I think would be great. I think um, beneficial. I did, I did some good research. So that there's quite a few uh, instances that get totally erased from history and like for example i'll just go into it real quick yeah go uh the ukrainian holodomor which uh, was a uh, the the first instance of collectivism within the soviet union they basically just took all the food from the ukrainians to feed the rest of the workers in the soviet union while they industrialized yep and it's kind of like similar to what mao did with the great leap forward in the mid-60s yeah, he and pretty much starved the country. Yeah, yeah. Ukraine was a breadbasket for Eastern Europe, and it, they used it to the full extent. But um, it's crazy. Oh, yeah, we got to... We should, we should uh, do a, a deeper dive into Yeah, that. I was going to say that we should do one of the... Uh, that's what I was going to tell you to do, uh, like, a audio one where we could uh, do a longer, where we don't have to worry about the time limit. That's the only thing that sucks, because on the IG Live, you got that hour, and you're like, all right, I don't want to pass the time. Like, on a, uh audio one, I could, we could just record it and put it up on iTunes and Spotify, you know what I mean? Where we can go, if we go That'd hour and a half, that would be better. Okay, sounds good, bro. Yes, sir, man. All right, thanks for hopping on, man. I'll hit you up in a little bit. All right, take it easy. All right, man. All right, y'all, I'm about to get out of here. Uh, stay up, man. You know how we do it. Uh, wake the fuck up or get woke the fuck up, man. I'll see y'all later.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.